Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Let me answer in this podcast one of the questions that I am most asked uh, as I travel around the country about what we do with men. People ask, what happens at a great man event? And I'm happy to answer that. Let me remind you that as I am recording this series of podcasts on manhood uh, and our great man events, uh, that there is a building being torn down right next to our offices here in Nashville, Tennessee. I find that very appropriate that uh, while I'm recording podcasts that are intended to tear down some negative understandings of what manhood is and call men to, to great manhood, uh, that there's the sound of destruction of an old building happening next door. I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all. My engineers are going crazy with the background noise, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying. I've been to many conferences in my life, and I've spoken at many conferences. I've also been to many men's events. And so when the opportunity came along for me to write, uh, to develop a great man conference, uh, I wanted to do it differently. Um, many of you know that I've long spoken to men and had a vision for men. I write about male themes in, in any book that I write. It's, in, it's on the page somewhere. Um, I, I enjoy men. I enjoy uh, men of history. I enjoy uh, a righteous, I wouldn't even call it a biblical vision for manhood. Um, I, I enjoy just everything about being a man and being with other men, but I'm very aware that men are in crisis in our generation. So I had the opportunity to write Mansfield's book of manly men. I hope you'll get it. Um, I, it's a raw, hard-hitting, humorous call to great manhood. And out of that has come a whole series of events which fortunately I had the opportunity to uh, craft. Um, I'm often invited to speak at, at men's events. That's fine. I'll plug into somebody else's event, a business, a church, the military, um, youth groups, youth organizations, etc. cetera. Um, but I increasingly am having the opportunity to craft our own event, called, which we call Great Man. Um, and, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, in just a moment. Uh, I'm sitting here in March of 2015 recording this, and I want you to know that uh, in about another month, I will fly to Singapore, where I will do a great man event. They are having serious challenges uh, against manhood. Uh, one of my friends who lives in, in Singapore says that there is a movement called the Teddy Bear Boys, um, which has young teenage boys, early 20s boys, uh, sitting in parks holding teddy bears, wearing their PJs and sucking their thumb. Uh, it's like a metaphor for the challenges against uh, manhood uh, in that urban center. I love Singapore. I love Asia. Cannot wait to get there. Uh, and I will be speaking in Singapore the first weekend in May. I'll fly on the following Monday to Manila, uh, where I'll be doing a number of men's events, as well as a lot of political speaking. I'm thrilled to be able to build, uh, put some more bricks on the the, the great building of Filipino uh, manhood, uh, both my father, a military man, and my mother, a woman who was raised in Japan and the Philippines, uh, raised me with great respect for the Filipino people. So it's a real honor to go there now and do a great man event. I just received a message uh, yesterday from Abu Dhabi, where I'm being asked to do a great man event. And then, of course, we're doing dozens of them around the country. So what is this great man event? Well, first of all, let me explain about great man. 
Um, we all know the phrase, great man. He's a great man. My father was a great man. Uh, you know, Churchill was a great man. I decided, both for branding purposes and to force men to think about the words a little bit, to merge the two words into one term. Uh, this was a standard practice in Old English. Uh, it's always often done in Latin, etc. It's It's something I just decided to do drawing from that heritage. So we write the word great man with a capital G and then no space, capital M. So it's one word, great man, capital G, capital M. Um, and it's meant to say to a man, uh, are you a great man? We know you're a man. And your friends would say, oh, he's a great man. He's hilarious. You know, to use it light and casually like that. But uh, for us um, and in what we're doing, we want to call men to be great men. Uh, you see, we're kind of merging the concept. We're almost, it's almost like we're saying if you're a man, you're supposed to be a great man. And so our goal uh, is to challenge a man to understand the greatness in him, understand the great calling on manhood, uh, what it means, what it can mean, the power of being a man, the power of it uh, in a family, the power of it in a society, the power of it, uh, even if it's a single man without a child, without a, a wife, uh, the, the power of it uh, simply to uh, society as a whole, but certainly the power of it uh, to a son, a daughter, a wife, and then, of course, the power of it in connection and networking with other men. Um, so when, when I do, when we do a great man event, normally just because of people's schedules, they tend to fall on weekends. They can start on Thursday night. They, uh, tend more often to start on Friday night. They go part of, uh, Saturday, part of, uh, Sunday. Um, I do some things very uniquely. Uh, I, I don't like men don't need to be sitting for too long. Uh, and so while we do have meetings where there's, kick butt music and I speak and some other guests speak and we call those meetings clan C-L-A-N we're taking this from the Scottish uh, my Scottish heritage the the, the Celtic heritage uh, we do have clan by the way those clan meetings are announced with bagpipes uh, and so we have bagpipers or at least a bagpiper one of my favorites uh, who calls us to clan uh, normally he stands outside and let's fly and uh, then, then in true Scottish fashion, leads us in procession into the room. Um, and then we'll use the bagpipes also to announce some other events. So we'll have clan, we'll have awesome music, we'll, we'll speak. Uh, I, I do most of the speaking. I do involve some other people. And there almost always is a guest, special guest, fairly well-known person who comes and, and really affirms what we're doing. Um, but I don't want the entire weekend to simply be sitting in a room listening to me. So we do some unusual things. First of all, uh, I encourage men to come as their own clan. So I want, you know, I'm thinking of the name of one of my best friends. Uh, one of my best friends in the world is Michael Blanton. Some of you might know him as a famous producer. Some of you won't, but whatever. Um, Michael Blanton has got a son. He's got sons-in-law. He's got you know grandsons. I want them to come as a group. Uh, a lot of conferences try to break you off from the people you came with, try to make guys room with each other that they, people they don't know and, you know, break them up so that there's, uh, you know, supposedly a bit more authenticity. There may be a, th a need for that, you know, if you're uh, dealing with some kind of addictions conference or something. But in Great Man, uh, we want 
families, clans of men, men in the same bloodline, men in the same family with the same last name, or at least part of the same uh, family, uh, to be strengthened as a unit. We want them to have a, a sense of calling and destiny. We want them to sit together and, and become better men. We want them to challenge each other. We want to, we want to restore the old concept of the clan uh, so that women are well served, children are raised up, there's greater prosperity, there's a generational vision. So we encourage uh, people to come as uh, families of men, room together as families of men, and we design some of what we do specifically for that purpose. We also make sure we leave lots of time in the schedule uh, for clans, many clans we might call them, family clans, uh, to meet. There's time to sit around and talk. I mean, we're not going to waste your time, um, but we don't think sitting around for a couple of hours by a fire at night uh, as your clan, uh, having something good to eat and drink, and talking about the, your family, what the needs are, what the challenges are, what's the good of the heritage, what's the what's the negative thing sneaking down through the family line, um, you know, how can we encourage each other? What what are the what what's what what's ahead for us? What's God saying to our family? Uh, where are we spiritually, etc., etc., etc. You know, confronting each other on things that are good, bad, and ugly. Um, what, how do we how do we do that? Well, we live we leave time for all of that. So. We have a lot of that kind of time. Uh, we also want every man to learn that he, I believe this very, very strongly, so we build it into the, into the weekends. Um, we, I believe that every man should be uh, engaged in a great physical challenge. Now, for young guys, that can be running the bulls at Torminolos in Spain. Uh, it can be uh, learning to skydive. It can be, you know, going to do the Boston Marathon. Um, for an older guy, uh, well, I'm older. Uh, I'm preparing to do uh, a, a mountain climb, uh, not K1 or K2. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, go crazy. I'm not climbing Everest, uh, but I am going to climb a high mountain in Cal- in, uh, in uh, Africa. And I also want to do a long historic walk, like maybe London to Edinburgh or something like that. Um, so I'm training for those things. Uh, I've also got some people that I need to beat in racquetball. So see, I think every man needs to have a physical challenge. A, a much, much older man in his 90s, uh, maybe, maybe it's breaking his record in mall walking, or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, he's going to chop a few more pieces of wood than he did last year, or I don't know. Every, but, but every man needs to have a physical challenge. So we do very unusual things at our great man events. Um, we uh, always have an extreme sport element. Um, already there's one in place uh, that's going to land a chopper in the parking lot and take men up onto a glacier. Uh, already there's another one being designed uh, where men are going to learn to repel. A couple of retired SEALs are going to teach men how to repel out of a chopper. Um, it's, it's, it's just meant to be a combination of outward bound, extreme sports, uh, getting your you know internal manhood back, um, and, uh, and pressing yourself up against a goal. Uh, and so we always try to build that in for the more athletic. There are morning runs. Some guys are running marathons before breakfast. I hate them. Um, but we do that kind of thing. I also have a thing built in that's called the gentleman's quarters. The gentleman's quarters is, uh, set up in, in a great, some of the great big rooms in these places where we meet. And it's a whole series of services for men, um, that helps them become better men. Um, it is it is a whole. It, it's like it's like a mini man mall. 
uh, but done very elegantly. Yeah, I want, I want, uh, I bring a company in uh, when I can uh, that gives shaves and manicures, the old old timey hot towel shaves and manicures and haircuts. I love that stuff. I, I believe in it. Uh, we got, we have massage therapists doing real sports massage. This is not, you know, some herbs up your nose and a little bit of tickling. This is this is serious man massage to get your body ready for a fight. Um, we have doctors on site and medical people who will uh, test uh, to help you with uh, testosterone testing. I mean, I get weary of the fact that a lot of the medical services that men need aren't readily available. Where would you go to get your testosterone checked? You know, if you're if you're in your latter years and and your testosterone is dropping dramatically. Uh, why should that happen? We have uh, we we have medicines these days that can cause a man to be in the game a whole lot longer. Well, he needs to have some people who love him and understand him, and will talk to him medically and get him referred to his doctor and tell him what's possible. We do that kind of thing. I believe that every man should have life insurance. Uh, every man, especially if he's got a family, but but even if he doesn't, of course he's got some kind of family. Some if not if he's single, he's got some kind of cause he believes in. He should have life insurance. And I I just almost bully uh, men who have wives and children. Uh, if they don't have life insurance, I mean, I just almost humorously tell them I'm going to beat them with a stick. And so we have, uh, we don't make anything off of this, I want to say right up front, but we have uh, life insurance firms uh, that will show up and just make services available. And then we have counselors who aren't selling anything that just help men understand how it works. I mean, in almost any man uh, can make sure he's got some degree of life insurance on him um, for about the price of a couple of pizzas a month. And it's a shame that men are dying without any kind of support. I This comes out of my own experience. Um, I've watched, oh, maybe 10 or 15 people very close to me leave almost nothing uh, to their heirs and create unbelievable crisis and pain when it could have been done so easily. So we try to address all that. And there are also things for sale and so on. But the gentleman's quarters is basically a very helpful down-to-earth man mall uh, where a guy can get anything from a mug that says great man on it to testosterone testing uh, to a nice massage and and haircut and manicure uh, to counseling about his finances um, etc. There are a lot of other things I won't even go into. Um, so we're, we have a blast. We hear teaching. We, we sit together and strategize about how to implement that teaching as bands of brothers and as family clans. Um, we're challenged. We have a lot of fun. Uh, late at night, there's a bonfire and uh, some adult beverages and guys can light up stogies if they want to. Uh, we don't, we're, we don't provide all that or encourage it. We just simply allow it, uh, because it's, it's part of a culture of righteous manhood, uh, tobacco and alcohol can be used in moderation. We're not opposed. Um, we simply, uh, make a place for men to enjoy that if that's their culture. And if they want to drink fruit juice and Coke, that's fine too. They can still have a place at the fire and they can still be rowdy until still talk smack and, and still help strategize and how to impact our generation. So the great man events are a lot of fun. They range basically from me merely speaking at a church, at a military base, at a school, um, at, at, uh, at a corporate uh, setting of some sort, corporate retreats. And so it can be as, as light as that. Uh, the great man portion of a corporate retreat, for example, they'll call it. 
and then it ranges all the way up to something that we completely control from our home office. Uh, and that is quote unquote, all mine, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean that where I'm crafting the whole thing rather than plugging into somebody else's game. And we uh, do all the things that I just described. I don't mind telling you that my vision uh, is to do hundreds of these things around the world. These great man events, rowdy, fun, just high impact. Yes, teaching, but a lot of extreme sports, awesome food. Yes, there are going to be some animals give their life on some great big barbecue pits. Uh, Yes, a guy can get a massage and figure out how to fund some life insurance and uh, learn about some things about his own body. Uh, figure out about what if that pain in his prostate is is something he's got to something serious he's got to deal with. Young adolescent boys can sit with or without their fathers and get some medical input about what's going on with their bodies. We'll talk sex with you confidentially if that's what you want. Um, we're there to serve, and yet it's a rowdy, fun time with bagpipes and choppers and guys on long runs and and uh, all kinds of craziness. If there's a icy lakes around, you can trust that somebody's going to go from a jacuzzi into an icy lake and back into the jacuzzi. We're going to have a blast. But most of all, you come away on fire to be a great man. And that doesn't mean to be worshipped and to somehow assert all your privileges. It means to be the man you're called to be, which makes, which serves a kind of man who serves, who grows, who increases, who nurtures, who defends, the kind of man every woman wants, every daughter needs, every son wants to be like, and that's what we're building in the Great Man Movement. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote performed and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.